0: Hi, everybody, welcome to our latest episode of the Mid-Atlantic Development Operations Podcast. Kim Barbera and I, Kelly Rogers, are on with you today. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kelly. How are you? Doing well. We are really excited to talk to everybody today about how to best close our fiscal year strong, utilizing our wonderful tools from Building Powerful Partnerships. It's May already and I know everybody feels under the gun and working really hard to close those pipelines over the next two months. And so Kim and I are really excited to talk to you today and refresh your memory on some of the tools, share some new tools and really talk about how you can zero in on working that pipeline over the next two months. So to get us started, what I thought I would do is Kim, I'm gonna talk and share a little bit about some of the tools that everybody's probably most familiar with, maybe have not used recently, but have heard most often when it comes to BPP and, and talk about how they can really use them and be, keep them top of mind this time of the year. Sounds good, I think
1: helpful right now.
0: And then from there, Kim, we can talk a little bit about objections, how best to overcome them. And then at the end, I've got a couple of update, updated tools to share as well. Perfect. All right. So you guys, our prospecting guide and partner prioritization tool are the two that really help us best with our pipeline. And so you might be feeling you're in a place right now where we still have a little bit of time left to add to that pipeline before we get too close into June. And so now is the time to pull out that prospecting guide. If you remember, that's that two-page guide that helps point us in the right direction when we're feeling like we need to add new to our list and not quite sure where to go. So just some good conversation starters, thought starters to point you in the right direction to add new prospects to your list. Secondly, the partner prioritization tool we have all heard so much about and I'm hoping everybody has that up to date today and it might be a really good time to pull that tool out the beginning of this month and the next week or so. See who was on there, maybe even some folks that have fallen further down your list over the course of the past year, reevaluate them. Take a minute to look at the fact if anything has changed in their status um, across the board. Is anything changed in the community that might help them raise further to the top of your list. Maybe they're not the perfect person for your chair, um, but they might be a really great prospect to reach back out to to look for, for personal gifts this year before the end of the year or a sponsorship opportunity. So pull out those partner prioritization tools, look at them for what they are, but I challenge you to look at them through a different lens as well to see if there are hidden opportunities in there that could rise to the list over the next two months for you.
1: And Kelly, I would say, too, when you're looking at both of those lists, think about those individuals that maybe you already have built a relationship with or, you know, we're really high up on that list that maybe have already made a commitment. Can we turn that commitment into a multi-year? Do we have the opportunity to go back with some of the new um, Little Hats, Big Hearts opportunities, some of the CPR opportunities that are in front of us? And so, you know, our friends and our warm leads are going to be our best leads between now and June 30th. So, When you talk about that different
0: lens, maybe that's a great way to look at it too. I love that, Kim. That's a really, really great thought. And and I'll add to that and give a little shameless plug for the last podcast that we put together was on CPR, Anytime Assets. And so if you are looking at those friends, as Kim mentioned and reminded us of, thinking about an opportunity to potentially go back and ask for more, where we feel that there's the opportunity there, our CPR Anytime Assets is something really easy to sit down and have a conversation around. And Annie Thornhill and I recorded a podcast on that recently. So look that episode up. If you're thinking in that direction, looking through that lens, just another opportunity to layer on. As we continue to look at additional tools and helping us make that connection, the ones we probably are most familiar with are phone call, voicemail, email, and LinkedIn strategies. So I just want to pause as a reminder. You've heard of these tools for the past couple of years. They are out there, the scripts are written for you. We even have the volunteer coaching tools in the same format. And so recently I heard from a staff member who was relying on an ELT member to reach out for a particular sponsorship gift. They were stuck and frozen and finally admitted they just weren't sure what to say. And so just as a great reminder, we have these scripts written and in place to hand to our volunteers, hand them in a meeting, send it to them via email, use it as a leave behind to help them help us. So at this point, we are working our hardest and and focus the most on closing those fiscal gaps and want you to remember all of these tools are out there to help you. We've got so many things in our toolbox to refer to and to share with our volunteers as well. So lastly, on the tool piece here, my two favorite tools the volunteer prep call checklist, and the heart agenda. So the first couple we talked about, prospecting, getting meeting, making connections, these two tools help you elevate your meetings. And so we're walking in the door, it, we might be at meeting one, you might be at meeting four or five in this process, as we know it can take a while. How are we prepping ourselves and our volunteers to walk in and conduct the best meeting to get us to where we need to be? Are we utilizing our volunteer prep call checklist to help us best prepare our volunteers so they are comfortable and clearly know their role when they are sitting at that table with us? Just takes a few minutes, but that one pager checklist does an excellent job to remind us of the things we need to ask our volunteers and prepare them for. We all know we're moving so fast and often that five minute touch base in the elevator on the way to the meeting is not quite enough to give our volunteers the confidence and the information they need to put in their toolkit to walk in and have that meeting and feel confident in the ask they're making. Secondly, the HEART agenda tool is that one tool you can carry in with you. So take it with you, put it in front of you, share it with your volunteer, with your teammates who might be going with you, with your manager. Spend minutes ahead of time prepping so everybody's clear on their role. You have an opportunity to jot down multiple partnership ideas so that you can pivot if need be. You have the opportunity to map out a why, how, need, what statement ahead of time. So it's often hard to think on our feet in those situations, have those keywords already written down in front of you. There's also great space to write down questions ahead of time that you need to uncover as you're continuing in the process so that you don't walk away wondering, why did I forget to ask them that? Or this could have been so helpful if I would have only thought of blank. So spend some time prepping that agenda, take it with you, keep it in front of you to help you best execute that meeting. And I would say, Kelly, I would even back up to back to the volunteer
1: prep call checklist. You know, I've been talking to so many people about fiscal year and strategy, and we are moving at such a quick pace right now. Like, let's not even forget about looping in a volunteer period. You know, so we've got this tool to help you prep that volunteer. But you know, who can help paint the picture of the American Heart Association, even if they don't have a connection to the ask or the volunteer that you're walking in with, like, do we have a strong volunteer that can just help us paint that mission impact, especially as we talk towards June 30th, We all know what that means. But you know, who can we take with us to really help that? And even though we're on a shortened timeline, or we feel like we're on a shortened timeline, don't forget to loop that volunteer in. And I can't, reiterate what you said enough about you know the heart agenda and those questions keep asking questions so that we don't leave money on the table you know we don't leave an opportunity on the table we don't leave anything on the table really and in most cases i think we can walk out of there with some form of a yes we just have to be willing to listen and continue to be able to pivot like you mentioned our favorite
0: term i think from bpp um, and just ask more questions I love that and and I'll add to that too Kim. We want to get to that yes just like you mentioned and so good reminder here also to think about that soft ask versus hard ask. And so putting that soft ask on the table, putting that out there, getting them comfortable with responding yes to us. If I provided you an opportunity to blank, would you be comfortable with? Would you be interested in? And getting them to that yes so that we can come back with that hard ask and speed up that process working on that timeline that we need. So that was a really good reminder as well. And certainly couldn't agree with you more. Let's get that volunteering in place and utilize our volunteers now more than ever. So as we're thinking about those meetings, we're thinking about our potential, our shortened timeline, right? Where we are being in May, we know we're going to have objections coming at us. We get objections coming at us all the time. But Kim, will you share with us and talk us through a couple of reminders of the tools that we have in place to help us best with the objections, especially the things that we might hear now as it relates to budget and other things with the time of the year? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I was just about to say, you know, naturally in these conversations, we can prepare as much as possible, but of course, we're going to get things that might cause us to pause in our tracks. And so I think really the key for us is just to remember, you know, it's okay to not respond right away, right? To not give them an answer or to not jump right to solve. If you will. We've talked about that before. And so remember there's a three-step process that we really want to dig into when we're thinking about objections, especially when we're thinking about fiscal year objections. So for example, I think one of the biggest things that we'll hear is, you know, we our budgets are already allocated. We budgeted in the fall, you know, we're good through September. We don't have the opportunity to, to talk about it anymore. First, let's just pause, absorb that, give ourselves a quick second, and then acknowledge it. You know, thanks for sharing that with me. I really appreciate that information. And then just like I mentioned before, when we think about those questions, how do we keep asking questions to sort of dig to that root of what, we're, what it is that we're trying to get to? So we want to isolate that issue of budget. So aside from budget, are there any other concerns that you have? Is there anything else that we can sort of put on the table so that, you know, as we are on a timeframe between now and June 30th, we can make sure we get everything out on the table right now. And then you wanna make sure that we're clarifying. Do we have the full root of the issue on the table? So can you share more about your allocated budgets? Are you referring to a marketing budget, charitable giving, employee wellness? You know, I think a lot of times We forget that we have a really unique opportunity with our organization, especially to build a relationship and to build a sponsorship with someone that encompasses multiple budget levels. You know, we are a health organization that makes a huge impact from a mission perspective. And yeah, we have events that we are quote unquote selling to, but how can we tap into those other budgets? So there's lots of questions that we can ask before we jump right to that solve which i think we all get so you know anxious to do especially at this point in the year we all want that yes but we've got to take sort of a pause back and so when you think about asking those questions you know they might say our charitable giving budgets have already been allocated and so then we can sort of take a pause and answer it in that you know, thoughtful way that sort of redirects the conversation and talks about how can we talk about community visibility? How can we talk about wellness to maybe tap into some of those other budgets that are there? So I would say, you know, remember that we've got a specific tool. Kelly has mentioned a couple other tools about meetings and meeting preparation. Well, we've got a tool for overcoming objections, too. And so when you think about the overcoming objections process, just remember, don't jump to solve acknowledge, isolate, clarify, and then solve. So we're making sure we're moving the conversation forward, but also making sure that we're moving forward
0: in a way that makes everybody feel comfortable. Yeah, Kim, I think that this whole process from BPP, I I remember in doing the trainings that sometimes the hardest to grasp took for sure a lot of practice and that's okay. And I think we're all still practicing this part of it. So I'm so happy we're talking about it today. Really great timely reminder. That acknowledgement piece to start with is so critical and, and letting our partners know that we hear them. And we're not we're not in this just for us, right? We are in this for an opportunity to create a win-win partnership. And so we want to uncover more, just like you said. We wanna continue asking those questions. Let's isolate the issue. Let's clarify make sure we're hearing it right. And then let's work together, based on what they shared with us, to create a solution that works for them and meets our needs at the same time, so that we're not constantly bringing our solutions to the table, um, but really creating and or working towards creating that win-win opportunity. So I just I love this really great reminder. And then Kelly, I would throw back to you too.
1: I think sometimes we get thrown a curveball, if you will, where you know we get objections that are on budget, but what about people (laughs) that might be objections or might stand in our way. I think we talk about gatekeepers. Can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, how do we work around the gatekeeper?
0: Yes, you couldn't be more right about that one. And I know we've all can relate and have struggled with those, so to speak, gatekeepers that we come in contact with often. And so what I'd say here is that we do have another tool. We've got that one pager on gatekeeper tips for success. Some of it seems pretty straightforward, um, pretty simple. But again, moving at our fast pace, and given the time of the year, I think it's important for us all to pull this tool back out, take a minute and pause, and think about where do we have gatekeepers? Where might we have a gatekeeper, and we don't even realize it? Or have we bypassed that person entirely, and it would be benefit us to stop and say hi, to potentially have a conversation with that gatekeeper, to drop off a small gift, to to talk to them, to steward them, just like we would our partners, How does that then help us open further doors and and move past that initial gatekeeper to get to the meeting conversation or volunteer, whatever it is that we're looking for. And so I'll just say here, another great tool, simple one pager, worth pulling it out, taking a minute to look at. We've had a lot of success stories shared around the fact that we've had staff members pause in the process, spend some time with that gatekeeper, getting to know them, having those conversations, giving them some partner focused details sharing with them why the meeting is so important or why this ask is so important or why we need that particular individual that they serve as a gatekeeper for. I think a lot of times we don't share the details of the information with them. And that only help encourages them to put their wall up more. Right. But if they understand the full picture, I think they're more willing to work with us sometimes than we realize. I love that. And I feel like a handwritten note and a cup of coffee
1: go a long way <laughs> in the process. So, for
0: sure. for sure. things to do. Absolutely. So, and then the last thing, the two more things that I really, that I wanted to share today and what I get so excited over, and I know everybody's heard me talk about for a year now, are the follow-up strategies. This was a new tool that was, we pulled together last year from BPP. It's again, a one pager, but what it does is it gives us that recommended cadence for follow-up. So, so many times we get stuck in feeling we've emailed, we've made a phone call oh my gosh, we stopped in last week. What do we do this week? Is it too soon to call? Should I have a volunteer call? What do you do next? We play that game in our head over and over again. And so what a better way than to actually have a recommended cadence for us that we can follow along on this proven um, perfect track record here that we have to help us know what to do next. Everybody likes to know what to do next, right? And so we have something mapped out for you, bulleted out day by day, week by week, what to do in that process. So it's under post-meeting follow-up on that follow-up strategies. Um, It works, you guys. We've had so many success stories around this. It maps out when to contact, when to follow up, how? So is it a phone call? Is it a voicemail this time? Is it a drop-in? And also, who? Is it you as an AHA staff member, or is it now time to pull in a volunteer? Is it time to pull in a second volunteer? And so it maps out the process for you. Please, please, if you don't have this printed out, this is one I always say: hang it up at your desk. Um, print this out. Take, take carry it with you. Keep it at your desk. Certainly, you will find it useful in the next two months. I can promise you that. And share with us how it works for you, because I do love really hearing success stories around this one. Then finally, excited to share with you. You all know how we love some why, how, need, what statements. There are three new why, how, need, what sample statements on SharePoint. All of this will go out in the emails to everybody. If you ever need help finding these things, you know, you can reach out to myself or Kim and we can point you in the right direction. But we have some new messaging, or I should say, updated messaging um, to add value to your follow up, which is my favorite way to look at why we continue to follow up, right? We always want to add value to our decision making. So we have three new versions of Why How Need What specifically tailored for fiscal year end messaging. Three separate topics, you guys. One on research, one on prevention, and one on education. And so you have a partner that you're working with, a volunteer you're working with. What speaks their language? Is it research? Is it prevention? Is it education? We have sample messaging around all three and all three tie to to fiscal year end so take these plug in your specifics make it work for your market make it work for your volunteer the hard work has already been done for you and these couldn't be more timely for a great why how need, what refresh for us tools at our fingertips as it relates to fiscal and speaks the language that our volunteers are looking for so yeah take well, a exactly look at those yeah, they're, they're awesome. And I just think, like I said, couldn't, couldn't be better timing. We always need that information and gives us that head start to pulling together what that statement would sound like.
1: Let's go close some money. That's right.
0: All right, you guys, we have shared so much around fiscal year end. So many good reminders on BPP. Look at SharePoint, go to your tool pages. If you need any help, reach out to us. We are here to support you and help you over the next two months. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what we can do to help you and good luck to everybody. Thanks guys. Good luck.